Hello, everybody. Welcome on the Lights on Data show. Today, we're going to see how to think as a business data scientist. I love it. And I have the pleasure of introducing our guest, Ashish Patel. Ashish has over eight years experience in being an author, data scientist, and researcher, and more than five years experience in data science technology and research in predictive modeling, data processing, pre-processing, feature engineering, machine learning, and deep learning, among many other areas. He's a passionate blogger as well, loving to write about his areas of expertise. You can find his blog on medium.com, and we're going to share the, the link as well. He likes to travel and play cricket, as well as connect with people who share similar areas of interest as he does. He can, we can't wait to hear about Ashish's journey, learn from his experience, and enjoy his presence at the Lights on Data show. Welcome, Ashish. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, George. <laughs> Ashish, uh, just to break the ice, tell us a little bit about your hobbies or a, a fun fact about yourself. Yeah, so fun fact is like knowing the new things about AI. Yeah. So like, so other thing is like I am just enjoying the me time. So the tea is my favorite part when I feel their stress or something like that. I always think like this is now the time of fun when I get the stress. So I will just go on the table and just take one tea and just drink it and enjoy that time with the music. That is my most fun part where I feel relaxed and enjoyable. Nice. We all need to decompress. And then I think it, that also helps reinforce everything that we have learned. And I think when we decompress, it's all these ideas that we've had, or we're struggling with seeing, okay, how do we solve that problem? We get a lot of aha moments in that time. Yes. And that is happening in everyone's life because the hectic schedule after long hours of working, we want a relaxation or just some tedious tasks. So yeah, relaxation moment wants everyone. It's wonderful. I just wanted to say hello to, to Kate, to Scott. Hello. Hello, Ravid. Hello, everybody. And Ravid is joining us from Singapore this time. Wow, he's, not he's at bad. A conference wow. There. Yes. So hello, everybody. And uh, Gurpreet is mentioned. Glad to see such genius mind in AI, Ashish Patel. Nice, Absolutely. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Gurpreet. So Ashish, tell us a little bit about your journey. You really, how did you become a chief data scientist at IBM? But how did you get into this field overall? So my journey was, I was a former engineering professor where mm -hmm. I taught the student about the big data. I taught the student about the research. So I started my journey with AI in a college where I learned about the first programming language is Prolog, where we can deal with AI Prolog languages where we can just play with the high hello programs. And then after I take that subject and my mathematical expertise, and I thought to design my interesting domain on that. So I found that developing is not my cup of coffee. So I have to go with the scientific computing. So scientific computing, as well as mathematical knowledge, I can only utilize in this domain after exploring that. And I had just heard the name of the Andrew engine. I, see, I saw his video that on reinforcement learning video where he's utilized and just play with the helicopter where it is a small helicopter, toy helicopter he is using. So I saw that video and I found that this is very beautiful if we can use the mathematics in the domain where we can just make a business problem, then we can solve the business problem easily and we can help the future. We can just create the kind of technology which is help the people to solve the medical problem, solve the finance problem like that. 
so like i am thinking on the multiple perspective like uh, only our interest is not only the matter but where future is going where the people's want is there where the noble cause is noble cause we can just put the effort on that so that way i found that ai is just in the era so i just get into in 2012 13 but still not getting that much of exposure so i started working as a professor yeah. uh, so my journey was starting and research i had started at conducting the research on that and then after i found that like now i have to work whole life in ai so that i come inside that and then i joined as a junior data scientist on one of the company and continuously i will update myself i joined kaggle trying to achieve the best effort to become a knowledgeable person on that i read the code of ai how to do the code so i am a self made data scientist i had never taken any courses i just only utilizing the coursera no other courses i have ever utilized i had around 30 plus certifications on coursera only wow so i had done so that certifications i have done because i have a hunger to complete that so now so the journey was that and now then after i found that like there are only few areas where just uh, growth happen so time series was the area where we like more attention was needed so we focused and one of one and one of my friend viswas we had started to focusing on that area and even industry want that like anomaly detection and there are a lot of things so then uh, then we thought to write the book and lot of things and now we joined ibm recently 6 month ago so this is my 6 month in the ibm and i joined ibm as a chief data scientist yeah overall journey is that's impressive it's really uh, impressive yes i think you need a lot of discipline and a lot of passion in order to be able to just learn things by yourself is there any suggestions or any advice to anyone who would like to become a data scientist how to approach everything yes so data science is a kind of thing where we have to continuously update ourselves data science is the domain i always compare the data science with doctors doctors domain because doctor need to be updated on every day so they can give the best medicine to the patient so patient get recover quickly so data science is a kind of things we have to learn that kind of technology every day so we can just solve the business problem quickly so we have to update ourselves day to day basis so we have to read articles updated articles updated technology updated research we have to take and if you want to continuously make ourselves update we will just transform ourselves so quickly on any position in data science so that was my journey so my core skill is reading so i read more than 40 plus books in data science related to computer vision related to the signal processing and all so i try to utilize all the engineering but for specifically data science i tell everyone is focus on the core things always like a statistic like main thing is the data data is a new oil as we all know that so yeah focus on more on the data so if you more focus on the data you more things about that and everything we are just extracting from the data algorithm is a tool okay algorithm is nothing but the refinery where we are just putting the raw data and we are getting the refined refined data right like a refineries give us the pure oil right so this way we just define that like data is everything raw data is everything and defined data is we can say that lot of things we have already removed from the pure uh, raw data so this type i will define the data so always focus on the data and play with the statistic where you can apply that 
Yeah, yeah, such a great message. And I like your message on people that want to get into the field that, hey, learn statistics, because I feel often they just want to learn R or Python and they think, okay, that's it. And that's what will make me a great data scientist. But jumping over the score aspect is probably not the best idea. Yeah, so like I will just list out the quickly. First is always focus on the data as well as core statistics stuff. Then after we can all always focus on the machine learning stuff because what happened after the coming the data statistic, we have to apply the machine learning algorithms. We have to apply, we have to understand each and every stuff, which is we can apply runtime. Okay. So doing the practice of each and everything on machine learning is on statistic stuff as well, because what happened mm -hmm. machine learning is ultimately become, become a, from the, uh, I can say from statistic, right? Machine learning is derived from the statistic. So always we have to see how we have to visualize what happening behind the algorithm so we can understand that which feature is important which how target is impact on the particular feature or something like that so correlation things we have to always keep in mind so visualization is the main stuff that's why explainable AIs grow quickly up so we can just unbox the black box and we learn from explainable ai as well as after completing that understanding the machine learning and we have to do the more and more practices on that because doing the practice because machine learning practices is widely adopted by industry and a lot of things is available in the market but what unique thing you are providing to mm -hmm. your like for for particular business goal that is very important because yeah. every, every machine learning algorithm is not giving you the good accuracy okay we have to apply the multiple algorithm sometime base algorithm is working better than advanced algorithm everything we have to check so we you have to work like a researcher where researcher are doing the lot of experiment and they are and then after they come on the conclusion that like this is working that that's why ml ops ml ops is also growing like we are tracking the multiple experiment we can check each and every parameter we are also nowadays doing the data versioning as well like what the new things is coming by one streamline the data a lot of things right so now this machine learning was not a classical machine learning machine learning is uh, something that is we can say that online, online machine learning, streaming machine learning, then we can also say that batch machine learning, inductive learning, active learning, then a federated learning, then we can say that. So there are a lot of big list I have. I will provide you when anyone if they want. So, uh, so these small things always focus on the core. And then after what is a trend in the market? Because when I target any job, I will always analyze a lot of JDs and I will see that what the business requirement is, what is the responsibility they want and basis on their skill. So let's say I analyze the top 10 companies where I want to apply. So I will collect that all the skills basis on that. I will prepare my skills and basis on that, if basis on the industry requirement, if you prepare yourself, you will target it easily. And even your skill is like very aligned with industry. So you're getting a job chances is very higher compared to any other courses which I focus and which I target. Uh, oh, thank you, Ashisha. I want to bring a couple of things here. First is from the wonderful Kimberly Harrington. She's mentioning, don't forget to balance stats with communications and business soft skills yes. in your role. Obviously, there's a big people component in managing teams yes. and managing data projects. We're actually going to tackle this topic at a future episode, but yes. yeah, thank you so much for mentioning that, Kim. And Amkar was wondering, how often do you 
have to upgrade on new technology for solving problems? As a necessity is a mother of all inventions, right? As a requirement, let's say we are after applying all the solutions, if something new is come to you, because every company wants that you can apply some traditional algorithm or new thing you can create. That is a company's expectation. I have seen only few data scientists who can just apply the new algorithm or creating new algorithm from the research, which can we can utilize. So we have to create that bridge. We have to create that bridge by seeing, let's say, new technology. So how I can adopt the new technology? So let's say I am facing one problem, but there is a no industry. So there is a no traditional solution is available. So I dig into the research. Okay, I will see that. I will just trying to check that if I can apply any methodology into my current industry trend. So that bridge we have to create, and that's make you the unique from other data scientists so that way i will just adopt uh, new research and new technology and you mentioned that sometimes you have to act like a researcher as well so yes sometimes in research not everything pans out sometimes you fail in order to move yes. forward is that something that is expected within the data science field and if so how often do you recommend okay it's time to give it up let's try something else yes i believe in a past failure when you fail past, you get a more experience. If you fail past, so, be, so when you fail past, you get a more experience. So based on that, I will apply a lot of approaches. I will not always rely on one because I don't know. Uh, there is a rule, no free hands, no particular algorithm is better for a particular problem, right? There is a rule that is known as no free hands. So we have to apply all the algorithm. If all the algorithm is giving the good results, still we have to see something new is coming in the market. If we can apply that and it is giving the better result than this, then we also have to focus on the lot of things, scalability for the deployment, a lot of things, because we also have to focus on the deployment. If it is, this algorithm is working good over here, but not working in the real time context. In some cases that happening in the YOLO cases, like YOLO is a very famous algorithm. You look all elements, right? So recently I come up with that, come up with one YOLO V7 right? so that, which is very popular and uh, utilized for a pose estimation and semantic segmentation and a lot of use cases you can use the YOLO V7. Even vision transform is there. So recently I read one blog where Andrew, which is a AI guru of Facebook, he just uh, commented on that is if we can, we have a lot of things. We have to target the moon, right? But there are a lot of algorithm is there, but if we are not putting that algorithm on every stair and if we are not reaching the moon, what is the use of that algorithm? So that's why we have to see on that way, like if we can put that on the real time use cases and if it is giving us the good accuracy on real time use cases, then and then any research, anything is helpful to us. So that's why we have to do the lot of experiment and that is the like, I must say, every data scientist has to do it. They know a lot of things. They get a lot of experience by doing that. A lot of query they will find out. And they will also learn new things from that as well. So this and, is the practice. And Ashish, do you feel this is also expected from the business side, from management, that they don't really understand this stuff? Is it expected and are they supporting this rapid failure, let's say? Yeah, actually from the management side, I can say so three factor, which is I feel, which is very important. So as a chief data scientist, as I am talking about my role, I have to focus on the three, three side. I have to focus on the client side. I have to always think on the business world side. 
Okay, so from the business goal side, I have to first think about the deadline. Second thing I have to think about the scalability. I have to continuously focus on the client data, which is a very important client data governance is very important. And other side is my technical role. I have to also think about the infrastructure role as well. VGI system I can utilize so client can get the scalability on these machine learning side. Everything we can deploy. So let's say after six months, client data behavior is continuously changing. So how I can automate that stuff as well. So my new model is automatically trained and check the previous model performance and also EB testing it is do automatically. So yeah, automation is a trend nowadays. My role is where I have to automate everything. Even AI, I have to automate. So we have to think on very deep side. So you can see that this bridge is something which is very difficult to fulfill at the same time. So yeah, management understand on that stuff. So we are just putting both single thing aside. And we know that what, which, how much time we have to provide on that. And we have to take the quick decision on, decision on the deadline. So that's why we are preparing first uh, that architecture to check the feasibility of the project and expertise, algorithm perspective, approaches we are designing, data we are checking, like which kind of data is coming, client water data version. So there are a lot of stuff to deal with on the day-to-day basis on this role. Thank you, Ashish. We had a follow-up question here from Sanket, and he's wondering, because you do work with a few clients, he's wondering, how do you buy more time from a client in case of a machine learning solution that is not up to the mark, it's not really working yet. So yeah, so this is a very practical thing. So we always uh, tell the client is like a data and something that is, which is not, not working out, right? So that's why before designing anything, that's why we are designing the POCs, right? Inside the POCs, client is always expected. Okay, initially we are giving only the baseline performance to the client. And based on the baseline performance, if there is a chance of improvement that we can easily judge but let's say in some context algorithm and whatever the things so technology is not available there so that uh, expertise is coming to the picture and we have to deal with uh, that kind of the problem and sometimes what will happen we can also take the help of some researcher from the team we also take the help of other team as well where the different data scientists are working on that domain internal discussion is also always there because what happened uh, nobody is expert in data science even i am not okay so everyone has a different experience if someone has already deal with that kind of problem so we are talk with them they can just provide the direction on that context and if obviously two people are dealing with the same direction may, maybe they have the same experience as well so on that context we always discuss and come to the conclusion that if, so how much we can just provide the feasibility to this project to the client. So that way we are just, we are just trying to figure it out this whole scenario. Thank you, Ashish. Mike is asking, how do you align business objectives to an evolving AI ML project? Does your team adopt agile working methods to help closely link the project and objectives? Yes. Basically working in the agile methodology in a data science, uh, I personally feel is very difficult. Mm -hmm. And uh, wherever I worked, agile methodology is like iterative methodology, right? But uh, pro, uh, same thing nowadays, there, uh, there is a ML of switches make this process very easy. Okay. And uh, on the point, like how do, how do we align the business objective 
on AIML project side. So yes, as a chief data scientist, my role is always coming to the picture is first, I have to focus on the business. Okay, and basis on that business, I will prepare the architecture. So obviously we are always focused on the business alignment and then after we will check like what is the current product we have available. First of all, obviously big companies has their own AI ML services. So initially we check that, okay. So basis on that, what we can define is if we can easily utilize that services, we will not go for manual process because I told you now like whole industry want automation on anything. Okay, so automation is industry 4.0 standard where everyone wants a digitalization. So based on that standard, we have to align the business goal with like industry 4.0 technology as well. So we have to figure it out what of a lot of stuff together. And so that's why I told you is like a blueprint we are preparing first. Then after we will just provide that blueprint to the manager. Manager is dealing with the client and we are also dealing with the client. We are discussing with that tech team as well. And by discussing all the stuff, we understand the requirement and if any changes is come. So alpha and beta blueprint are will be ready. And this is on that what we can do is like, we are just provide that blueprint and we will just discuss with the client is if client is agree on all the things with the deadline, with the budget, with the, uh, I can say, with the number of resources we provide, number of uh, infrastructure we can recommend to them based on their uh, alignment of the sort technology. The, after designing these all the things and uh, after getting all the things, we are just finalized that. Yes, we have to, so not that combining the two things is uh, taking a lot of time. So yeah, but. Yeah. As a fast growing company, we have to do all the things quickly. So and, that and is expected. Sorry, you mentioned that the from your experience, the agile methodology doesn't work so well. And is it because of really the many components of the project or because it does take a little bit of time to get those results and see if you are on the right track, you're using the right machine learning algorithm? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so I come to that point is like agile methodology is very helpful on these today's software industry, right? But AIML task is totally different because what happens sometime in the case where the, let's say some messy requirement is come to you because uh, in some context, what happened? Business developer user is some understand something that requirement is come to. So there are a lot of memes are going on the uh, YouTube and a lot of stuff like they are designing something different requirement businesses come to the BD, BDA. BDA is come to the software developers, right? So this way, if requirement is not uh, come to on the pure form, right? So how data scientists can just align with it? Because some uh, we have seen, uh, so I have a lot of experience with that as well. The requirement client wants something else, BDA explaining something else to us, and we design something else, right? So. Communication gap is always there. That's why the Kimberly question is that communication and soft skill is always needed. So I always prefer the data scientists to always go on the call where the client is there. If he or she can directly ask the question to the business owner or the subject matter expert where they want to design something, right? So that communication is important on that perspective to understand the business, to understand the requirement. Because what I meant, the big thing is for any business data scientist, big thing yeah. is how you can convert any business requirement into the data science problem. That is a big task. 
and I worked around five to five to seven years on that to understand that stuff. And I always focus on that breach mm-hmm. where how we can frame the problems. So we are taking a lot of time to understand the client business because once you understand the clear requirement of the client, you will do all the stuff very quickly because you have a clear picture in mind. So transforming the business into the data science problem is the main thing. Even it's more important than designing AIML system. Well said. I find this is often a problem that data scientists don't spend enough time to understand the business itself and then understand all those nuances and have those interviews with stakeholders. And in a way, I understand why, because you you just want to go in and find a solution and do the fun stuff. But like you said, without understanding really the client and what they need and their own business themselves, and you can't, you come with assumptions that are often incorrect. Yeah. So basically whatever, like understanding the business. So second phase is as data understanding. So Mm -hmm. once you understand the business, you understand the KPI, when the client Mm -hmm. is focusing on which business or on which module client is focusing. So that is the breach. First, understand the business, then you have to go for a data. Directly data or focusing on the data is a big mistake. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we have to always understand the domain first, then data. Because yeah. data is always aligned with the domain and uh, data contain KPIs. We drive that to businesses. And then after we have to play with the data. This is on the explore understanding, like what you will understand from that. And in, so this is a take a lot of time. So that's why we are taking a lot of time to understand the business and we are taking a similar time to develop the machine learning system. Got it. Got it. Thank you. It looks like you've answered quite a few questions that came up during this. So thank you so much. And Mike is thinking as well, says, uh, it sounds like it takes good thinking of business to get the best out of a project and team. Thank you. Yes. We have another question here from, she's wondering what's new in the data domain AI coming with respect to your research? The new thing is like, uh, we see that text image Dela 2, and there are a lot of diffusion models, which is the latest uh, technology. So diffusion model is where we can just write the text and it is generate the art for us, or it's uh, generate the image for us. So we, we were not more depend on the stock photos. Nowadays, so graphic designer is taking a free from that. They can generate the image basis on their visualization. You can just write, I want to see and some people is just, uh, some people is playing or outing there and we can, that kind of, let's say you want to generate the image. So diffusion model is doing that and Dela2, Dela is a kind of the technology or we can see kind of the architecture, which is generated yeah. and designed by OpenAI company, Elon Musk company, OpenAI. I know that we're approaching our end, but I have, before you ask Kate's question, I wanted to ask, I'm curious, Sashish, what was your most rewarding professional experience? Rewarding professional experience. Can you just give me a Yeah, yeah. So for example, if, if working with a client or with a company that and maybe you helped that particular company or that particular client achieve a certain result. Or if it was, I don't know, maybe your promotion to a certain, a certain function or job, whatever it is. I don't want to answer for Ashish, but you know what I would pick if I was him? tell me. I think writing this book, a hands-on time series analysis with Python that 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 he he co-wrote, and that's a huge achievement. Yeah. So he has to (laughs) say something else. (laughs) Ashish, is there anything that comes to mind as a rewarding professional experience? Or a success. Yes. So I always believe is two things. So that is my core courts, which I follow on every day. 
one is a learning is earning nice and second is a readers are leaders I so these two I... yeah these two things are my backbone uh, which i follow on everyday life even uh, like anything i put my learning first and reading reading al- align with learning because reading is a medium of my learning so two thing i always align myself with anything because this is my core thing where whatever thing i want to learn i will always focus on this two and i so proper process so where you want to be a master of anything you have to understand the process first so if you follow the process you will never get out of this okay process is uh, if you understand the process you will easily get success on any domain but let's say if you are struggling with the process that means struggle is itself called you is like you are growing struggle is nothing but the part of growth so every day we can see that we can just plant one seed and that is also struggling to grow with the same same land right yeah two leaves which is make our lives better one leaf is a tree leaves which is give us the oxygen second leaves is a book leaves right that is a pages we call the pages book pages that give us the knowledge so that two leaves give us the one give us the real oxygen other give us the knowledge oxygen right so that kind of the things that make us make our success more widely and i always focus is like we have to always align with the nature where nature drives you we have to follow the nature because i am also the nature lover and i always follow the nature's symbols nature signals where nature is driving let's let nature put me on the dark room i will accept that because that is also my kind a kind of exam where how i can perform so i will also follow that learning and reading because mobile is always there yeah true love it keith strashny is wondering this next for ashish yeah so the next is only two thing i want to drive everyone's new talent on ai is don't follow the blind races mm-hmm. okay because i recently read the one hbr article howard business review is like still data science is the sexiest job of 21st century i recommend to read that to everyone because never follow the boom follow your instincts because when people is driving you the data science data science is most paying job lot of stuff. people is people is going behind money never go behind money go behind your instincts go behind your interest because where interest drive you you will get the successes in and that is make your fun part because i enjoy my day to day job i never feel like this is a sunday monday or this is a friday or saturday i work 24 by 7 in ai whenever you say me let's say i just wake up and you tell me like you have to do this ai project i will do it easily without any hesitation without tea even without a coffee i can yeah. do it because so you do what you love of, yes that one that kind of passion we want mm-hmm. and that's why i enjoy my job inside the ai domain so if you have a core interest if you are feeling the struggle but still you want that no this is my cup of tea and i will just try to make a new tea for us so then and then you have to because success is not a simple mm-hmm. success is a very very zigzag kind of the kind of kind of mountains where you have to just enjoy the journey of that zigzag and you have to also bounce back every time because lot of time you will get a struggle lot of effort you will face let's say you are trying to doing do it right now but you are facing that i am not getting that you have to make yourself patience 
like because once you start digging you will get something something new but let's say you are not getting you have to network the people there are a lot of people like george and diana we have uh, right we can connect with the kind of expert people where we can just understand a lot of things from that so sometimes we can learn by exploring something new we can also explore the nature like like leonardo da vinci is doing like he's always drawing the painting by sitting with the nature so obviously nature is also give you the something new ideas was that is give you the freshness and freshness give you generate the new ideas ideas drive your actions and actions drive your business I really appreciate your optimism and encouragement to everybody mm-hmm. and everything that you're bringing on yeah, and you, yes you're very inspiring and you yourself in your journey it's really an inspiration to a lot of people so thank you for so, sharing yeah. that with us yeah that's it like success is not always simple you have to go through everything what the nature drives where the nature is driving you absolutely but never give up apart effort is always the limitless like unstoppable song which is my favorite one so i always listen on every morning i stop it then i start my work because that word you have to keep in mind while working so only one thing to become a great data scientist is unstoppable <laughs> <laughs> i ha- yeah i have to print that put it on yeah exactly on the window on the yes. mirror I love it. Thank you so much Ashish. Thank you so much everybody for all your engagement, all your questions, all your feedback. Sorry we didn't get a chance to cover all of them. Thank you. I think we could have talked for another hour at least with Ashish. He's such a wonderful person to talk to. Thank you thank again you. for joining us today and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks everyone. Yeah, thank- Bye. Thank you, George. Thank you, Diana. Bye. Thank you. Bye.